1: He up. was counting at you and you were watching <laughs> his lucky. hand and as soon as you said hey,
0: there was still one second on was his hand. Really? yes there was. Hey
1: Geekscape, we're welcome to Geekscape.
0: <laughs> Sorry about the cutout, folks. I was uh I got. I, I, I was just hyped. You know what I mean? Like I actually I just want, thought
2: you broke all of our earphones. Yeah, yeah. Like I turned hey! off. I heard hey! and it was gone. I was like, I'm deaf. Someone yep, right <laughs> now. <laughs> someone
0: right now is listening to the show and like checking their earbuds. <laughs> and uh, hopefully they're not doing it in an intersection while uh, listening to the show, walking. Well, oh, you shouldn't be in, driving with yeah, earbuds. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I'm just walking. Walking across yeah. an intersection. No, who does so, that? <laughs> uh, plenty of people. My own friend Kevin Netsley listens to Geekscape while he goes running sometimes. Okay. So, across
1: Kevin, I hope he's still alive.
0: I hope you're still alive. I hope you weren't. Like, Kenny what the hell?
1: across intersections.
0: Um, so, guys, this is Geekscape. We talk movies, video games, comic books, TV. And sorry about that a little hiccup. It's pretty funny, though. Uh, it just happens. And every Geekscape is different. You know, it's like a uh, it's like a snowflake. Mm-hmm. And we're your little snowflake. Uh, Geekscape, every episode is different, and this is episode <laughs> 397, I'm your holy shit. which means stuff like. <laughs> this guy right here <laughs> yeah. you're listening to, the host of the show, Jonathan London, has not had a whole lot to do in the last nine years, because he's found his ability to do this show pretty much weekly for nine years, but I have some help, Kenny Craig right there. He's been my co-host for a while now.
2: I'm less of a snowflake and more of just like a slush ball. Ooh, you know, like that. You, you know the ones sleet? that just are you a fine sleet? Yeah, sleet is sleet is too uh, on point of like okay. an actual. Where slush ball, I think slush just ball. more it's more destri- just descriptive of. So mine. when
0: March comes and in yep. like that gray stuff, like that's left when like you oh, like in late February, early mm-hmm. March, when you just want the ice to disappear. Right, like that's, that's like you. you that, no, 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 it's, it's been, more of just been like peed the... heat on, it's been a little bit It's like a it's 30,
1: And inevitably all the extra slushy ice falls to the side. That's yeah, that's you. Yeah. You're not the beautiful dome that gets blue liquid it. Exactly. No, I'm like the
2: blue I'm like the blue dome after you spray the liquid and it gets all fucked up oh, afterwards, you know. Because oh, okay. it's perfect it's right before you start in it. Yeah, yeah you know, but then the warm liquid. Well, Sterling, what
0: what nature of ice queen are you?
1: What what nature of ice what? Ice queen are
0: you. Ice queen? Yes. You're Elsa. I'm okay, absolutely... well, we're going with this metaphor, <laughs> we're all some <laughs> just bastard, said, what I... ice queen. Are you? Yeah, and that was well, the first one that came to mind. Uh, what, what do you? Talk about what kind of treat yeah, if or what, he's, kind
1: if of he's what kind of what kind if of I, ice queen? It, treat? Yeah, what kind are of deli- you? delightful are you? dessert? Yeah. Dish, are you? yeah, yeah. I'm a Klondike uh, ice cream bar.
2: Mm. Mm. delicious. What I wouldn't do. But dark on the
1: outside, white like on the. You know me. Uh, yeah,
2: well, he's just a white man between two dark layers That's well, right what do, you, what do you have to do after the
1: I'm
0: show? a skinny cow ice cream you sandwich
2: told, you, just told yeah. us,
0: you just told us what you're
2: running uh, uh, out of I am actually us, going to a
1: hip hop performance As soon as he's finished uh, I'm white on the outside, still white on the inside yeah, He's
0: <laughs> going off to do a hip hop performance, probably the whitest shit I've ever heard yeah. <laughs>
2: Alright <laughs> hey. I wish you,
0: He even pushed I up his glasses yeah. when he said I'm going to a hip hop performance I wish yeah.
2: you luck, bro I'm going
0: And also joining us in the studio, we always have a guest host The this week, we have Edward Hong. He's a actor, he's a performer, and, as of today, a six-year Los Angeles resident. Hey!
2: Oh, I don't know if yeah. that's clap-worthy. Yeah, it, oh, is. It's clap-worthy. Survived, it is clap-worthy. So I Today. Today,
0: it. today. This, is the, this, this is, is the day. This is the day. So, yeah. what was, so what's your origin story? Like, where were you
3: before that? Uh, I moved around from all over. I was born in YOLO, California. <laughs> Wait, think, that's a place. Yeah, a place. it is a place. Yeah. It's up by, yeah. uh, it's up north by Sacramento. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was born there and then moved around there from Binghamton, New York, then to Ann Arbor, Michigan, for eight years. Oh, your accent's all fucked up. And then, <laughs> and then, then I w- moved to Seoul, South Korea. I was there for four years. Then I moved to, then I went to Williamsburg, Virginia, for college. college oh my God! And South Korea, Virginia, wow. yeah, Australia, and then, anywhere? No. Uh. One day, hopefully. Uh-huh. And, listen, then, uh, listen listen uh, and then I moved voice. here six years ago. How so. would you describe your accent? Ah, uh, fucked up. That's that. It's, that's all, the yeah. it's everywhere. It. It's every, it can go from <laughs> Korean, super Korean, to like southern sometimes when I'm drunk and yeah. I just I imagine I when you're know. drunk you sound
0: like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's in that costume of the fat lady and uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh <laughs> two and weeks <laughs> he's like <"Dear> <laughs> two weeks you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about right yeah uh, get, you get you your house recall. to Mars in Total Recall right yeah. would, would like the things are, when, anytime like a future <laughs> science fiction movie happens like I recently saw Face Off and they had the, the voice modulator yeah. when you right? recently saw it as and you had never seen it before no I, I've seen okay. fucking Total All Recall okay. okay uh I you know that thing when you when you've seen a movie so many times that you can see a shot of nothing that has anything to do with the movie. It can be literally be an establishing shot of a building, and yeah. you're like, "Oh yeah, it's Face Off." You know, you yeah. can just right. name yeah. the yeah, movie. Totally. Yep. Face Off is one of those movies where I don't have to be in the room. <laughs> <You> <laughs> and just just hear hearing something. Laura like have it on in the background, I was like, "Oh, she's watching Face Off." <laughs> <laughs> and and it, I want it, you to suck. And it's a scene. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be a scene without. Nicolas Cage or, uh, or uh, John Travolta. Travolta. It, it'll yeah. be like... You can it'll, hear it'll be the like, fingers running
1: down the child's face. You just no, know that literally the on.
0: scene was... And I haven't seen this movie in 10 years. It was literally the, like Nicolas Cage's thugs talking to Gina Gershon's character. Okay. And it was just their two, these two idiots like talking back and forth. And I go, oh, face-off is on. <laughs> There goes the next hour and a half of my day. Yeah. <laughs> um, But enough about that. (laughs) Edward, um, why move to LA? Why why, why pursue Uh, the loss of dreams?
3: When I was in high school in Korea, that was where I got the whole idea to be an actor uh, Mm -hmm. because there was a teacher, there was a white teacher named Mrs. Moon who was a pretty good drama teacher, and she inspired me to do so. you have so. a crush on Miss Moon? I don't have a crush on Miss. You did not? Moon. I do not okay. have a crush uh-huh. on Mrs. Moon. But, right, I, but, but did respect you? Her. That... No, I do not. But she's almost mm-hmm. like a, a mother to me, so mm-hmm. it'll be like uh, having a crush on my yeah, mother. Yeah, that's inappropriate. Now, that what, be what, <laughs> now, what was it about your own
0: mother that uh, had you seeking others for that level? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, my mom was more of an academic. She was like an academic robot machine. She's a professor at Seoul National University, so being raised by her and my dad, I'm the only child, um, were they cold to you? They were kind of cold People Why are you are <laughs> yeah, getting deep now You're we're asking we're He's working. like joking me, But we're
0: getting real answers Edward's been on the show Five minutes That's how <laughs> we do it let's, just, let's get right into it uh,
3: Yeah So I guess in some ways You know Actors have their own Mess of stories Why they became actors Mine could be like Lack of love from parents Or whatever That's what so I'm saying We talked about face off I figured we right, had I something I You did so not tell like, them You I were going to be on acting, the show you Did know? you?
2: Huh? You didn't tell their parents they were going to be on the, sh- you're going to oh, be on no, the show. Oh,
3: no. I've embarrassed them many, many times. They're watching oh, now and they're like, Is that a, the
2: only child anymore? So <laughs> this is the <laughs> nicest thing you said to me. <laughs> we in have banished you. You
0: are no longer a son. This so, is Moon's so, responsibility. So you moved now. to LA. Uh, I hope in six years you found some uh, some, a life here. Yeah. It's good.
3: Yeah. You met Will Sterling, your good buddy. Yeah. So. I met Will it's been about over three years or how long is three or yeah, four years? Yeah, I think years. just over three years. We right? me, uh we met in a Chapman thesis film called I'm Super Comma Man. Yeah. See the plan uh, words? He yeah, was, was the good. main lead, and I was his best friend and <laughs> Will
1: Sterling a, playing Superman, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> well, was I it wasn't Superman, it was that was the it was a in, guy who
3: may be, sure, or may not. Right, be. Sure, yeah. yeah. And we were supposed to play high
0: schoolers. Yeah, was,
3: we were supposed to be in high school. So I was like, all right, because I look at Will, I'm like, damn, he's a pretty buff high school. So when he's he was talking about, guy. there was a line where he's talking about, oh man, I hope the bullies don't pick on him. I'm like, what the if, fuck? We had if me in lots bullies, of layers. His bullies must be like freaking really, like I ogres. I had That's true, a bully. I look at Will. I had a bully. It did I had a bully. It didn't show, like but you. just knowing Will personally, it was kind of like funny. Just
1: we were in. I was in three layers in this hot oh, and, oh my, my god. god it was not so only you had, like, it, like a letter- 110 you had, like, degrees a outside jacket. it was like 120 in this garage right. and I was wearing like a t-shirt mm-hmm. a flannel and then a hoodie over that
0: it's amazing. Amazing. and Eddie
1: and I were Terrible. just Terrible. both like the makeup girl was just oh essentially like god. had a bucket beneath us and yeah. paper towels yeah it was fucking horrible I mean but the career's been better since then right oh
3: yeah I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> not for me that's what? the peak yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm over, I'm through uh, you're still hoping bullets oh, don't pick on you man you did a pretty kick ass job on the Hulu show casual I saw you on that. Yeah, thank you. Anyways, uh, to fill his show. have you promoted that here on the show? No, I've not. What? I, I haven't the even. Heard. I you guys even are watching Cooper Barrett's Guide to
1: Surviving Life, episode nine. I'll be on that show.
0: There you go. See, you were on a, a Hulu show, it. and you didn't even tell us. You? I thought you knew. What's Hulu? Exactly. Anyway, can. He is our anyway, guest. Can we just say that like uh, that, that actors are crap at promoting themselves
2: sometimes? <laughs> they are. He's like, I just do about it. I just want more. I just want more people to know about me. It's like I get more opportunities. <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing
1: jonathan uh, what, what have you been Didn't doing I just a hip-hop show you guys want yeah, to come out yeah. to zanzibar at like 11 <laughs> <Zanzibar. No. laughs>
0: 30. Oh, you're
1: promoting oh, the wrong yeah. thing
0: uh, <laughs> it's the antithesis to like i don't want to see you pop when you go running at
1: 5:30 in the morning every wednesday i'm like there's no way i'm getting up at
0: 5:30. <laughs> <laughs> i can't do it wow <laughs> oh boy so so edward um th- we got to talk about the cinnabon okay. thing okay and uh, you guys, let me know if the if, if the guys in the in the engineering booth are waving hands. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, th- what's this Cinnabon deal? All
3: right. So I've been obsessed with Cinnabon since I was eight years old. What I the hell heard. is that all about? So uh, well, I don't know. Well, kind of, let's uh, make it known that you you refer to yourself as the Cinnabon. Monster. I okay. So first off, that's how I've been marketing myself in the L.A. entertainment industry. I am the Cinnabon monster. I'm the Cinnabon. only actor in L.A., possibly the world, yeah. that markets himself with this fat pastry product that you find <laughs> in airports and malls. And you call yourself
0: the Cinnabon Monster.
2: monster. Yeah. So, Wait, did you create this name when you were eight and you just grew no, into no, it's a just, real job? So, uh,
3: <laughs> so, sort of, so the story of the game is, so it's like, uh, I, I've been obsessed with Cinnabon since I was eight. I first discovered it in Briarwood Mall in Ann Arbor, Michigan. How
0: like, do you fight the monster under your bed? I'm the
2: Cinnabon Monster. You become a monster. You become one.
3: <laughs> and so, uh, and so... It's been something that I've always been passionate about. And then when uh, I came to L.A. Um, back in 2010, people have always known that I always talk about Cinnabon. I always Facebook it up. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to I'm going to get a Cinnabon. You got a girlfriend, Edward? I do get a girl. I do have a okay, girlfriend. Co- 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 Does she work uh, at Cinnabon? She doesn't work at Cinnabon.
0: Okay, so tell us this <laughs> That's thing. Probably. So, so, so it, was it a joke kind of no, to be like obsessed so, with Cinnabon?
3: So it got to the point where th- over three and a half years ago, a friend of mine was like, you know, you talk about Cinnabon all the time. You should market yourself as Cinnabon because as, you know, being an actor in L.A., there's so many of us. How do you stand out from the rest? So he said you should use that to your strength. And I thought to her when, I to- when she told me that, that was the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't sleep that night because I was like, oh, my God. I, I want a I Cinnabon get- so bad. Yeah. I just and can't I have to sleep do something. without one. So I started making marketing materials, postcards, business cards with the Cinnabon that design that night. And, and you so- just want to get sued so hard. Here's the thing. So I thought, man, when people – when I started rolling them out, these Cinnabon Design postcards, that I'm going to get sued by the company. But they were, like, loving it. They were like, this is awesome. Like, you know, you're an actor. You're promoting it. You're a mascot. So so then a food blogger, an actress named Lin Chen um, from Actors Diet was like, I need to know why you're into Cinnabon. Like, tell me about it. I want to, like, interview you. And so she did. And so this is a story and so I am going to make it really quick short. Yeah, yeah. When I was 11 years old I was in middle school I was bullied all the time by like a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, probably. No, I was I've always been a nerd. And so it got to the point <laughs> <where> I'm going <gonna laughs> to get real deep and okay. serious from okay. it. I, like so I got bullied all the time. There was one day it was just so it was just like the worst of all days and there were these two particular kids that you know it was these two kids again and then it got so bad that I yelled out into the hallway and I shit you not. I said, Here's where we get deep and a little serious. Mm-hmm. I'll bring a gun and shoot you both in the head. Oh, now, shit. Whoa, you now, can't, whoa, hey. Now, now this is in the US or this is in This was in the United States. This right. was in Annaburg. This was in a public school. Yeah, what, well, year, what, what year was year? this? Is like this like was not too nine. long after Columbine. So it was after Columbine. It was after Columbine. Yeah, were so the timing was awful. And everyone heard, heard in the hallway. People were panicking. I got immediately sent to the principal's office, yeah, and a whole can't... bunch of admin people were there. Yeah. My mom was dragged from a. Uh, You're not packing heat now, are you? No. Okay. Come on. So <laughs> I'd be is, fine with it. So then I'm I, not bullying them. So then you know. Yep. My mom. Jonathan. My mom was uh, arguing with the, uh, the admin people, and they were like, "Oh, your son has to be expelled because he's a menace to you know to our school. He can't be in this school." And my mom was like, "Oh, no, he's not dangerous. He's just very emotional and sensitive. I'm the only person raising because at that point my dad was." by himself and so it was just my mom yeah. raising me and she's a full-time student and not wow. an easy thing to do and so she convinced them that i could stay but then they're like okay your son has to go to clinical therapy he has to get anger management and we have to see records for it and she's like fine and so we left my mom was super pissed she was driving fast than usual i was like oh my god my mom is gonna beat the crap out of me like mm-hmm. korean style like <laughs> bam yeah. so yeah she instead we'd go to briarwood mall and i'm like i don't understand why are we going to a mall and then she is just walking out of the car and I'm just following her behind she's just walking fast and then she stops in front of a Cinnabon and I'm like, What what are we doing here? And she looks at me and she goes, I have no idea what to do with you. I really don't. Oh no. But I'm gonna give you a Cinnabon. <laughs> and then I remember that day when I had that Cinnabon. That was like the best Cinnabon I've ever had in my life. The taste wow. of forgiveness? It was just everything. You had Cinnabon like, before. I had it before. Okay, but not. this was like a whole new level. It was like now there's like a a special memory that's encrusted inside the bun. So, so with like, each like, each taste, each time it's I like eat one, a bullet you a don't
2: have to shoot through somebody's oh. head. <laughs> no, I mean every every taste it, it, it could
3: Cinnabon could save so, many many lives. It has. So yeah, so when so then she posted that, that's when the company found it and they're like, holy crap, like this story is what we're all about. Like we bring happiness to people's lives, and mm-hmm. so that's. When they forwarded to the CEO who currently is now CEO. Uh, she's yeah. Cat Cole. She's now currently the uh, group president of Focus Brands, but she uh, she found it. She loved it. She was like, I need to know who this guy is, and so uh, that's how we got acquainted. And and for the past uh, since so that was back in 2012, and it got to the point that you know as of last year or two years ago, technically, that's I was able to meet her in person, and we had a three-hour meeting. And she was asking questions like, you know, what are you all about? You know, why are you marketing with Cinnabon so much? And I told her, I was like, I love you guys. I love the product. I love everything about it. And so so then we got to the point where, like, you know, if I was to host a major entertainment mixer or be in a short film or a film where I'm like a major character and Cinnabon plays a role, like a cameo role, they will sponsor me. That is my That's relationship awesome. with the company. That's sweet. And... To, and to make it even more crazy, starting tomorrow, I'll be shooting a movie called Please Stand By with Dakota Fanning, Alice Eve, Tony Collette, where I play the Cinnabon guy. That's awesome. <laughs> I literally play the Cinnabon guy. I am her co-worker at this. And so it's just hilarious that everything has come full circle there.
0: Well, we have his origin story. Yes. But we don't yet know the how hero. he becomes the Cinnabon monster. Mm-hmm. We have the Cinnabon guy. Yeah. But there are many mysteries yet to unlock here on Geekscape. Stick with us. We're going to have a quick station ID. We'll be right back with Edward Hong. Alright, we're back with Edward Hong. We're talking about the Cinnabon thing. I mean, every superhero needs his origin story. It sounds like you're and and they're always born in like pain, right? They're always born in this thing. And yours was, you were the kid at the school that everybody thought was going to shoot everybody right like like the, i mean you can do whatever you can uh, as far as disciplinary actions on the school but you still have to go to school with a bunch of kids right. who overheard you yell yeah. a threat to shoot everybody up and you were 11 years old i was at that
2: yeah i was i was 11 years old, old enough to 12, old yeah.
0: enough to pull a trigger um <laughs> As they say in the rap songs, <laughs> oh, probably.
2: Yeah, well, but, well, well, that's refer to rap yeah,
0: song, rap What was the reaction anonymous.
3: after
2: that incident? Like,
3: do, were you like, no, it's cool? My mom took
0: me to Cinnabon, everybody. Like, <laughs> like you can't just.
3: <laughs> after that reaction, I mean, like, the bullies never really d- bothered me again. Oh, they, they kind of, I mean, like, no surprise. But then, right. you know, I did have a, a few close friends there, and they were kind of like, you know, we heard about what happened. You know, those guys are jerks. You know, like, hope you're okay. And so it was actually like, it wasn't too. Bad you need anything? The... Like,
2: like, because the thing was like,
3: like, what, I think what it triggered was that there were some sentiments among others, like, they had their own feelings of, like, oppression or what, I don't know. You You were the
0: first one to stand up to these kids.
3: Yeah, and not a, it it was not a good way, but it was like, it was a way to just, like, get people talking and just, like, you know, let's, let's address the issues, because, and Mm. then after that. Did they address the bullying at your school? They kind of did, but not really, because there were so many students at the time, so, at that time, I discovered a tactic to kind of, like, if I couldn't be popular, I could at least, like, not be bothered. And it was so sad at the time. And I know, pro- I don't know if it still works now. It probably doesn't. At that, but By the time I was high school, uh, middle school, that was when Abercrombie Fitch started becoming popular. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I told my mom, all right, we're going to get some Abercrombie Fitch clothing. She was like, why? I'm like, just just, we're going to burn all my clothing. We're just going to get that. I'll, I, 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 this will work. Then I'll, I'll, I'll t- be cool. So it wasn't that I wanted to try to be cool. I was like, let me just at least be like not be noticed. Okay. So oh, you I, wanted to f- you wanted to blend in. Yeah. So oh, when right. I started wearing that, it was weird. It was almost like camouflage. It was you like, mean
0: a superhero costume?
1: It
3: was just yeah. It was like I wore. Oh,
1: Abercrombie and Pitch yeah. man.
3: I, I wore it, and then like you know, people st- didn't pick on me. They picked on like the other kids with their wearing their short shorts, <laughs> or like, yeah, like right. really yeah. bad haircut. Right. And then I would just watch it. I'm like, oh my god, that used to be me. Like there was one kid who was just you know like he, he got his head and just like slammed into the locker. Oh I god. Was like, Oh my god. Do you so, step up and do something? Do you throw a cinnabut Shoot your cinnabon I was that? cinnabut. <laughs> at that time I was like, Bunn you know, I'm a, I'm a, I would say I was a coward at the point because I was like, I don't want that attention anymore. So I didn't do anything. Like, right, you know, yeah. I just you didn't stand stood for by him. I just stood by and watched. I was like, and so to this. Do you have day, regret? I do have regret. I mean, I look at it, and then, you know, some of the mentally challenged kids that we had at our school, they would pick, they're like, like, they would be like a circle of kids, and one kid would just be picking them and like poking, punching, prodding them, and everyone laughed, and I would just be like, I should do something. But then when you're like a 12 year old kid who just got out of being bullied, and you're like, I don't want to ever experience that, it's really hard to like be the bigger man and right. looking back I'm like man I should have I are you friends
0: just... with those kids on Facebook or anything
3: no like the only friends I'm still in contact with are the ones who actually like supported me the ones who right. like you're you know, your friends yeah we're, we're yeah. friends still like we still talk to this day if you could so. find
0: those people could you send them a Cinnabon
3: I would send them a Cinnabon oh. I be like, you know, <laughs> I'd like I hope they're doing to well give
1: the world a <laughs> Cinnabon
0: <laughs> would you do you think that this
3: gun violence in schools in the United States could be curbed with Cinnabon uh I have so the other thing <laughs> oh boy. That triggers a whole different like can of worms because it's like the other thing Quite I'm passionate besides about acting is like like social justice, like activism, yeah. and whatnot. So whether it be gun violence or about, you know, misogyny or sexism or racism. Like, I'm very much into that, which at times... You're into can, you're misogyny, into misogyny. And, Yes, it, kind of, it, oh, it, it You're conflicts. into the issues. I'm Fight into the issues. issues. you remember of, of Nerds of Color. Yes. <laughs>
0: what is Nerds of Color? So the
3: Nerds of Color is a blog that was founded by Keith Chow. And what it is, it's it's becoming... It's up and out there. It's being featured... It was featured on MSNBC, uh, Huffington Post. It's a, it's a blog space designed for people to talk about issues... Uh, intersecting pop culture and, like, racism. Or, I mean, it's like,
0: like nerdsofcolor.com or yeah, something? Yeah, it's
3: like nerdsofcolor.org, thenerdsofcolor.org. Thenerdsofcolor.org. Yes. Okay. Um, And so I started writing for them, and because uh, the founder noticed that, like, you know, because we were f- friends, Facebook friends for a while, and he was like, yeah, you're always talking about, like, diversity and, you know, the geek world and, and just, like, pop them. culture. You should write for us. And I was like, sure. And so some of the articles I would write about, like, You know, every time there will be controversy about, let's say, you know, like last year, The Martian, like there was controversy that a Korean character was played by a white actress and so on. And then an Indian character was played by a black man. And so I talked about those issues. And so what I find myself is that, you know, there's a very, you know, challenging line where it's like. How do you talk about diversity and race in geek world? Because it can get not just geek world, but just anywhere in general, it gets really heated. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing people want to talk about is race. It's such an uncomfortable topic. But you have that going on right now with like the whole, you know, Finn is a
0: black stormtrooper. Remember how heated those people got? Yeah. And then and then you have the the whole. And, and, and do you guys include things like the minority yes, of female we include, role, we include like the all Ray and stuff like yeah.
3: that? So that we that all of that is covered in the Nerds of Color. Um. And so it's it's. It's definitely interesting where it's like also coming from an actor. I'm trained to pl- to believe that it doesn't matter what race you are, you sh- if you can play the part and if you're the best actor to play the part, you should play the right. part. Mm-hmm. So, I- in an ideal world, which we're not in, in an ideal world, a white man could play Martin Luther King Jr., and a black man could play a white historical figure. That is not however the world we live in, right? Uh, so when for example, the latest controversy, if we're talking about controversy these days, is uh, Joseph uh, Fiennes. Joseph Fiennes yeah, playing, he's Michael, playing Jackson.
0: Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I remember I when I first heard joke. that.
3: No, Joseph Fiennes is playing Michael Jackson. Yeah, he's legit playing Michael Jackson in his later years. And the argument the is. White like, years. Well, right. yeah, in his white years. That's a joke. But then it was just like, it's hard to swallow that because it's like, even Michael Jackson himself in an interview said, I, I will never have a white person play me. Like I so would So it never, goes against his. It his goes He like, would be rolling in his grave right now, mm-hmm. if, like if he was still, if you know, if he heard this. So, but then the argument is like, you know, you know, Joseph Fiennes could look like Michael Jackson, and he does have the eccentric characteristics right. that Michael Jackson have. And I'm like, as an actor, I'm like, I want to see what he does.
0: And Kate like, Blanchett played, you know, for uh, what, was, what was the movie? I'm not there.
3: That Bob was Bob Dylan. Uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah, she know? played. So she, like, yeah, she. And I was like, I think she did a fantastic job. Uh, but then that one was, like, a more artistic thing where it's, like, different aspects, characteristic but We don't know what this Michael Jackson thing going to be, We right? don't know. So I'm one of those people who are like, I can't judge it until I see it. Like, when The Last Airbender came out, oh. the movie version. Oh, god. Everyone was complaining about the whitewashing thing. And I'm like, I, I'm with you guys. But, like, I have the to see... The
0: problems with this movie may be greater. Yeah. Yeah. I have to see this yeah. movie I to see how, the what problem. they're doing.
3: But then, yeah, the, yes, the whitewashing did happen. all the background extras were all dark brown people. But then that was the least of the problem was it was just a bad movie in general that movie was pretty bad so not uh, pretty bad you know
0: i wanted to have direct that movie was the guy who does uh, house of flying daggers oh yeah oh yeah like Yimou. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Like, like, like i sat two kids down in front of that we were babysitting and they wanted to watch house of flying daggers and i was like it's a great movie well it has a lot of themes that may go above uh, you know kids heads but just watching the imagery of it Mm-hmm. In I think on a spiritual level, or you you get some of it, you know what right. I mean? Like the way the Force was when you were a kid, you yeah. just got some of it. Yeah. Even if it didn't immediately tie into your adult thoughts about religion and, and and spirituality and stuff like that, as a kid you just thought about it, and you just it was maybe you, your first step in the in, in the door of that stuff. So, right. I mean, to have that movie just be kind of about nothing when the, <laughs> when the series. It's such a love letter to it's all that so, stuff. Yeah. yeah. All those diff- different disciplines. You're just like, okay. Mmm. <laughs> that, that was. Thanks for reminding <laughs> me of bad. that one, Edward. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> hard. You know. Um. Well, do you think some of the comic book companies are doing well? Because like, here, here's the thing with. Uh, I read this that a lot of the retailers are having a lot of trouble with uh, Marvel and DC's sales declining, and I I've never seen a big a time where Marvel has been more active and trying to diversify yeah, their characters. Right. I was reading the Captain America, Sam Wilson. You know, Sam Wilson, who was the Falcon, is now Captain mm-hmm. America. There's a Hispanic border crossing kid who's now going to be the Falcon because he was uh, blended in with a bird in this and that. And then you have Amadeus Cho as the Hulk. The totally so awesome a, Hulk. The yeah. totally awesome Hulk. I read that the and I Is awesome and um, Wait, this, this, the book is called the totally awesome the totally hulk. awesome yeah. hulk. he's the first person who's not <laughs> cursed by the right, hulk he's right. the one who's like dude yeah. i love the hulk yeah. I'm, like, I'm the hulk right and he's pumped about it um well and what are your thoughts uh as a geek as a nerd of color of that kind of stuff is it is it going to save sales or are these more i mean or are the in doing so are the publishers setting themselves up to only appeal to uh, like niches Right. Right. And they're gonna lose the older racist readers.
3: I don't think like they're <laughs> gonna like it so does this help or sales or I hurt sales in, or like the we'll long ha- run? We'll, ha- we'll have to see what happens right. because like in in terms of movie sales, like, you know, if we're talking like what has been doing pretty well in the box office, I mean like we have like Star Wars obviously, you know, you had a woman and a black man leading the film and he had right along two, that was number one in the box office. Sure. So it's like it shows that you don't have to have like white people. Well, to, even
0: the summer that last Airbender came out, one of the biggest movies that year was uh, the Karate Kid remake, and that was Jackie Chan
3: and yeah. and, 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 and Wilson, yeah, Jaden Wilson, Yeah. So it's like it sh- uh, clearly shows it's like you don't need to have you know white people to sell the movie or thing. So what Marvel is doing like with the comics of like you know t- you know changing all the you know the the famous characters to be played to be like people of color. Sure. I support that to a degree because at this but at the same time I feel like it's like it's it was already taken. It's like it was already there. So it's like why not just create a, a more unique superhero? It's like it's right. like we we seem to be at a day and age not just for comics but for movies. It's like it's the rehash of everything, like right. the same old same old. Episode seven is pretty much episode, episode four. four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Blade, Creed was Rocky one. And Creed was Rocky one. And, uh, uh, Jurassic World Mad, World. Mad Max is back. Jurassic World is just rehashing the same ideas from the old sequels. Blade Runner two is now going to be made. It's like what? It's, so yeah. it's just it's just it seems to be that it, it feels really. Sad that we are. Uh, Is like, are we currently all out of ideas? Like, we always talk about, are we out of ideas? More safe, just, we're right? Making, well, somebody was.
0: Uh, we had Adi Shankar on the show yeah. last week, and uh, of course, he makes these bootleg fan films that are other people's properties, and he does like a cool riff version of them. Uh, and I was talking to somebody, uh, our friend Tyson Brewer, who was a longtime GeekScape, sent me a fan film. He goes, "Hey, did you have you seen this yet?" I was like, "I don't really watch fan films." Because I can go to the theater and watch fan films. It seems like everybody who was a fan of that stuff is now making the movies. Right. And we're watching fan films on the, like being done by professionals. Right. Those are the ones yeah. that yeah. want to actually do yeah. it. And like, the the official to... films are now fan films, and now it's just a language of fan films. Yeah. And right. to find unique ideas, you kind of have to really go into the niches and uh, into these uh, cultures. But then, at the same time, the biggest sale in
3: Sundance history happened last week with the this Birth of, of a nation. nation. I was it's there at the 20 Sundance. million. Yeah.
0: Did, did you see the movie?
3: I wasn't able to see the movie, but I definitely was there. Black the filmmaker,
0: flag plus Yeah, so uh,
3: I wasn't able to see The Breath of the Nation, but I knew what was going around with it because everyone couldn't stop talking for like the four days I was there. Right. And it was clear to see why. It was like it was you had Nate Parker who – who wrote, directed, produced and was the main star of the film, which is not an easy thing to, like to do four hats in one is astounding. Yeah. And so for the film to turn out well as well as it did is already in a, a...
0: Regardless of race. Like yeah, you right. wore four hats on a film. Yeah.
2: Are you sure cuz he also could have done like yeah, all the and all the lighting stuff, do you think you know? maybe, he,
3: maybe yeah, like, he
0: was like, "Hey guys, here's some cinema. I feel like he was yeah, really who,
3: underachieving
2: who with that one. Yeah.
3: yeah. But well, um I think like, you know, it, I think like maybe the reason why it was so popular was that you know like with the whole Oscar so white controversy, I think people are like, oh my god, we have to show and the pendulum switch. It almost feels Ships. like it's like oh we are desperate to like show that we're not racist or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. So yeah. that's I got factors. I have tons of black friends. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. always, look like at my, all my, them my, my on stage.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, my issue here Which is is, even is, worse. is the, the people that I see are are vetoing uh, wanting to veto the Oscars. Have they hired black directors? Have they hired black writers? Have they right. hired
3: or the ones the the ones
0: boycotting the boycotting yeah, the people yeah. who want to boycott it like okay let's ask them have you guys actually hired it like I just don't see how you move the ball forward by leaving the field right I don't know if not playing the game is the way to to turn the tide yeah. Yeah, you know what not, I mean obviously
3: yeah. I mean I completely agree with that I think like boycotting is not the answer I mean uh you have to talk about it the issue is there but uh, with Spike Lee, I mean his his one of his films was Old Boy, and it was not a diverse film whatsoever. In fact, it was a terrible remake of the original Korean film. Yeah. But uh, cast Josh Brolin. <laughs> but, but the thing is like but the thing is like um, it's like they're only addressing uh issues when it's only African American actors. But like, where are about the Latino or the Asian or the Native American? Right, actors. Right. Like,
2: where are all the disabled
3: people? Where are all, that? all the disabled? Yeah, yeah. Why is Johnny Depp, dis- Depp Tonto? Yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Kenny, you
0: wait your turn. Uh, (laughs) uh, who who turned his mic on Uh, (laughs) well um, yes look at us now here on Geekscape talking about all these really heated issues Um, dude I love having you on the show man we got another uh, break we'll be right back and we're going to continue talking real shit on Geekscape Mm -hmm. with Edward and Will and Kenny we'll be right back here on T-Radio V All right, Geekscapists, we are back here on Geekscape with Edward Hong and my good buddy. Uh, you guys are playing with my Tito is, yeah, micro their machine? Their Tito micro machine. I went to Target today, and uh, I'm writing a script. and uh, Star I, Wars what? script? <laughs> no, I was like, Tito script great, only? I was yeah, writing a, a script about a, a cross-country uh, drive, and I wanted to go pick up a U.S. Atlas, and I was like... How about a
2: Tito instead?
0: Well, I, I looked in the educational department. Like First, I, I Googled Target, they, and I was like, I can go to Target and see if they have any mm-hmm. educational stuff, like, an, yeah, like a U.S. Yeah. Atlas. Right, yeah. And they did on the website, but I walked into the Target and they didn't. So what you do when you walk into a Target and you look for anything... Toys. toys. You walk, Always. You have to leave through Every the Toys. Every time in yeah. Target, I go through the Toys. <clears throat> so I walked to the Star Wars section and I saw that they had a Tito Micro Machine, And I have now a Tito Micro Machine. That's great. And it is awesome. Uh, so uh, while we're talking about Geeks of Color, we have our own... Juan Carlos Marquez, who's a writer on the site, and we just have to say, hey, dude, congratulations on having a baby. He was one of our writers what? and hosts of the Geekscape awesome. Games uh, podcast, and he had a baby. Right. Uh, so, congratulations, dude. And now he has a Pokemon of his own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's got a Pokemon of his own. And he finally
1: caught one. You know what? Yeah, I would, you I would trust yeah, that Pokemon. Did.
0: Yeah, he, he, she immediately was born, and then he put her in a ball. He shoved mm-hmm. her in a ball. It was weird. He shoved <laughs> her in a ball, and then, like, was that like, was here creepy. you go, Professor Oak, you raise her. Uh, <laughs> is that what happens? No. Who yeah. It's who, do you reverse. The, you give, who do you give the Pokemon to to raise? <laughs> he gives it to the trainers. And then you give Professor it, to like, Oak and like chance it to he you. takes it. Who raises the Pokemon? I don't know. I don't but know. Uh, Which the, one? The baby came out and you uh, water and you splash. I don't know. Uh, that joke stunk. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're speaking Jesus. about Geekscape uh, friends. Our good buddy Jason Trost, who did the FP. Did you ever see the FP?
2: No, Kenny? I did not. Oh, Kenny, you would love the FP. Really? It's, yeah, it's like a... Yeah, explain it to me. What is the FP?
0: Okay, so if like Dance Dance Revolution was a game that to the death.
2: Oh, yeah. It's a,
0: it's a game. It's a movie where in the FP, which is this neighborhood of Fraser Park. The, oh, the yo! Gangs, I've the seen gangs, the
2: trailer to this. Yes,
0: the gangs compete. Yes. For territory and dominance, using this game like called dance dance, game. dance dance or Beat Beat. It's yeah. Called Beat yeah. Beat. Okay. And the movie. We love the movie. When the movie came out, we supported it. We love Jason. He's been on the show before, uh, and. He announced over the weekend that he has he threw up this Indiegogo and was like, I'm going to do the FP2. Oh,
2: my God. Beats wow. of Rage.
3: Also, oh are they making a sequel? They're making a sequel
0: to the FP. Okay. Are you familiar with the movie? I am yeah. familiar because like, yeah. there's one
3: actor that I know who's in it. And I was Who? like, yeah, this guy named Art
0: Sue. Art Sue's yeah. in the trailer for Beats of Rage. What? Oh, okay. Art Sue's the man. I, I love like. Art. Art is Art is awesome. i got to see this movie.
3: Art Sue is in like- it.
0: He's great. Uh, Yeah, I I have the movie on Blu-ray, and I love it. And I I try to watch it once a year, at least. That's good. Uh, I watched it several times when it first came out. Um, And if you guys go to Indiegogo, search for the FP2, Beats of Rage, and uh, Beat Beat on that donation button, (laughs) and and let's do it. Uh, So, guys, big things are coming up on Geekscape. We have Geekscape 400 coming up. um, But also, we've got Comic-Con and WonderCon. Uh, Comic-Con is this summer. We're going to be at booth 3919. The road to Comic-Con is a long one, but we're going to be there, and you're going to be there. Uh, and, of course, we have WonderCon coming up. We're not going to have a booth at WonderCon, but we'll be there, and we'll be supporting our friends who are on panels, including our very own Edward Hung, the Cinnabon uh, monster, who's going to be on a panel, right? Yes. What, what's uh, the panel?
3: So the panel, okay, name. It it's, right. it's all good.
0: It's
3: all, all right, good. so the panel is called "Diversified Fight Fandom, The Changing Dynamic of Geek Nerd Journalism. Uh, I was approached to do this because obviously from what we talked about I've been very passionate about like diversity race sexism all that kind of stuff and how it intersects with pop culture and so they've asked me to be on this panel which was a huge honor I've never been on a panel before uh, the one concern I have is like every time they do any panels of any like you know conference whether it be like comic-con WonderCon, color sure. when they talk about diversity they always talk about it, what can we do to make it better like What can you do? And I've always... The system's broken. Yeah, they always talk about this. And like in the past five years, it always goes in a cycle. It's like it talks about the same thing. It always ends with like, we need to make our own works. We need to do this. We need to do that. And then it kind of just stops there and then just like regurgitated things that just goes on and on. So do you want to just say that here yeah. and you don't have yeah, to do the panel? I'm like racking my brain. It's like, okay, how, what can I talk about that isn't the same old, same That's old unique. crap? Right. Yeah. You see, you just and start
2: with what you just said then no one else can talk about yeah, that. No That's else. right. And then they're all forced to talk about something so, different. yeah. Or you get to talk the whole time. I think what yeah. I yeah. may
3: have to talk about is something that no one wants to talk about because no one wants to be, no one wants to be that guy but I right. will be that guy which is, the possibility that a lot of the works, especially when it comes to Asian American cinema or LGBT or African American, that you know, for some communities, the reason why they're not being more noticed, like African American cinema, like they're they're getting they're 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 on the top, like they right. are on the top, because the quality that work there is pretty much pretty freaking awesome. But I can't say the same for like Asian American cinema, like my own people. For when I go to these film festivals, a lot of times I have to say it, they're it's pretty shitty.
2: They're yeah. really,
3: really shitty, but we excuse them because there isn't much out there. Right. So right. no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to be that person like, well, be more, more creative, make make motherfuckers. Better. Yeah, most make, Just make things better. better. Just be better about it. But no one wants to be that person. No one wants to take the chance or take the risk. So, When
0: John Woo, one of the best filmmakers in the world, comes to the U.S. and can't make movies equal to The Killer or Better Tomorrow, <laughs> like there's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and I think it's a it may be a cultural problem because he immediately went back and he made Red Cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The movie was fucking awesome. It was the yeah. best movie that year. You know, so um, yeah, I don't know. What the, here's my suggestion as, as for for you guys who are like, how can we get Hispanics more involved? Um, I, you know, I, I say Hispanic because I am Hispanic, but as a minority, I think the solution is. Have as much sex with white people as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to then start and you, Well, yeah, there will be no right. more white people. That's right. Like if if right. you were so, having a problem with white dominance, have as much sex with white people as possible. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like Barack and Obama. He's
2: half black, but there be and he's half white, but everyone calls black. him black. Right. How right. Do you black?
0: Yeah. Right. Like we yeah. we are talking about like that's... a generational battle mm-hmm. here. And you know what? You look up thirty years, and uh, who's in charge?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same race, because yeah. we're all the same. We're all the same. same. That's right. Although at that point, would that be a popular thing to say on the panel? Well, uh, who knows?
3: <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah start bone and the, the unprotected sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the problem Fuck we might have is that uh, <laughs> in a future, you know, because we're stupid, because we're humans, that even let's say we're all mixed, then it'll get to the point like, oh, I'm sex. the I'm the lighter mix and you're That's the darker right. mix. We'll find and a way to it's, class. It's, yeah. There's always going to be some sort there is. of. Mis- okay, so there is we just
2: get mind. rid of the gene in every single person that allows us to see color, and no one can see anything.
3: Oh, so then we come to like. So you don't think my Big Bang theory is going to work?
2: You don't think what
0: i what I'm calling the Big Bang theory would work?
2: That's it the could. big... Best
0: out, yeah, oh, the big out, ba- yeah, oh, I see. you just go out bang. Yeah. That's that not going to work? Well, no, no because like, there's still yeah. anti-Semitism
1: and Jews are white. A lot of Jews are white. You well, know not, I mean? not if people... not of
0: the black people still have sex with
1: them. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, there's a lot no, of times that Jews face discrimination... You know what I mean? And Did you and say Jew-face? Jew's discrim- face Oh, they said Jew-face discrimination. You're like, know, wow, look at that Jew-face. I was like, is this, this Not solution, that I'm saying, guys, like, hey, let's talk it up. But what I'm solution, saying is Eddie's right that we'll fi- we'll always find a way to fucking the discriminate
0: is that. The solution isn't even going to survive this podcast. <laughs> no, it's going to go I'm
2: I'm still on your side. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right.
0: Um... Yeah, I don't even know where to go for that. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I was like, uh, so we saw Kung Fu Panda
2: 3 this week. Yep. Yes. it was good. Not as good as Kung Fu okay, Panda, was no, it? but it was uh, fun. Okay, when I saw Star Wars, I saw the trailer for Kung Fu Panda mm-hmm. 3. I thought it looked horrible compared to, compared to the last two. And I, I've not seen the film. Is it actually good?
3: Yeah. Yes, I yeah, would I like say it. like you know, it's a, like the movies. same directors that were involved the second one. Uh, one of the women, uh, people, Jennifer Yo Nelson yeah. is one of the directors and. the Quality is still there. Like everyone is, you know, on their top, of their A game. Jack Black is awesome as ever. Uh, it just feels like my only complaint, and you know, if you watch the film uh, yourself, you may, you may wonder as well that it felt rushed. It felt like. Let's just move on to the next thing. Like it's a very it never, big movie. it never yeah. took. Like it was, it was like, whoa! Like what just happened right there? It was really cool. We could have like spent more time on it. I will say, Brian Cranston kicked ass as the dad. He did a really good job. But then everyone else, well, then the main characters. He became, plays Jack Buxton. Yeah, oh, okay. and yeah. also James Hong had a much bigger role, and yeah, I think, oh, he was hilarious, he was awesome in it. James but I think the unfortunately the rest of the on um, the fantastic the the five got much of a lesser role, so mm-hmm. we didn't see much of, like, Andrew and Cross, Jolie, or yeah, David Cross. Now,
1: how but, do you feel yeah. about, like, in terms of what we've been talking about, like, these are technically Asian, you know, cultural things, and they cast, even for voice actors, they cast all famous white actor. That's a very ambiguous answer because it's like I know they're animals and it's very you know it's, yeah, it's not kid friendly, it's, it's but
2: would like, you
3: like for them to cast a tiger, perhaps? Yeah, gonna like there's no you pandas know what I'm saying. There's pandas, James Hong, but you know, but it's like you know that's a very tricky answer because it's like you know you can't see them, and I would rather have really awesome voice actors be doing that, and sure. I, I don't want celebrities, I don't want like celebrities to be doing it because. You know you, you you always notice nowadays the movies they always feature these right. are the celebrities like I don't care about that I just want to know who like what this movie's yeah. about so when it comes to, like an Asian themed like you know a cartoon like that it it might get troubling like, let's say when you see the voice guys it's all white voice guys. it's kind of right. like that's a little weird you know you could throw in an Asian actor in there but then it becomes like tokenism it's like you know I rather right. not be a token I rather right. that you hired me because I was like really the best the yeah, best. Awesome. yeah. But then, That's
1: why you will be Martin Luther King Jr. in the next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pick. Well, <laughs> you're going to nail that audition, bro. Holy totally nail that audition.
3: And then I'll get a higher black
1: and
0: white. Not after what he says is a cinnamon guy tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God.
3: But, uh,. Yeah, there's another film that's, like, uh, I don't remember if it's, like, a DreamWorks animated film. It's, like, it's also set in feudal Japan. It's mm-hmm. about, like, next year or something. Okay. And it's, like, an all, pretty much all white Cast, but George Takei is also voicing it. Okay. And they really featured him. It's, like, yeah. we want to show but that. you know there's a Japanese there, guy here. There's an yeah. actual Japanese guy we filled in film Yeah. Japanese. Yeah. You can put <laughs> away your pitchforks. We did it. So. And it's like, you know, I appreciate when studios do that, but at the same time, it's like, it is, it's a slight insult. It's like a slap in the face. It's kind of like, all right, we get it. You know, you want to try to add diversity. And for me, diversity isn't about numbers because, you know, studios will like to say, oh, we hired these many actors, which is great. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, the crew or extras or one-liners, whatever. But it really is about, like, who is playing the main part. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like, you know, uh, that's what all this noise is about it's like it's not that we don't appreciate playing these roles and earning money and all that's like you know if it's a story about us like in an Asian setting we would like to play it so like a movie that's coming out uh, about uh, Bruce Lee's life the birth of a dragon is yeah. coming sure. out like they, they so they're I think they're almost done filming it but then they were able to squeeze in like a white dude who was like an observer to it all. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care about it. I, ca- <laughs> I care about Bruce Lee. Right, right. And it's like, you know, same thing with... And that's definitely going to sell the movie. Like, yeah, but you're going to go see yeah, the movie I, Nobody Bruce gives Lee. a shit about the random white right. guy that's like his right. friend or whatever. You're like, oh, yeah. no, I don't care. <laughs> but the studios still do that. And it's like, you don't have to do it. It's like, you can still create awesome characters played by white actors. You don't have to like shoehorn in them because you're uncomfortable right. that if it's all Asian or black or Latino... Or Native American faces. Just make the like, damn movie. The, so just, yeah, the new Bruce Lee biopic. He's it. just haunted by visions. They're gonna the watch Hornet. it. I mean, like you know, <laughs> TV. If we <laughs> look at that's how we TV, get a white actor in. We have fresh off the boat, Jane the Virgin, uh, Doctor Ken. They're all high-rated comedies of yeah. each of our nights, and people are watching. It's not just Asian and Latino. But these are white people, black people watching, and it's hilarious. They mm-hmm. like it. They enjoy it. And so I think it just needs to translate that thought of thinking into the cinema mm-hmm. world and be like, or the geek culture world. Be right. Like, hey. I think it's interesting because uh, I think audiences
1: have less of a problem than, like, executives do.
3: I I completely agree. Yeah, I
1: think most of the time, like, it's also, like, especially for me growing up, like, obviously, like, white neighborhood, white family, like, my favorite shows were Fresh Prince, Cosby Show, like, anything, because it was, like, different. I mean, it was, like, a sameness because it was about family and friends and fun shows, Mm -hmm. but I also enjoyed, like, that's how I learned about other cultures, you know, (laughs) even, like, that was, like, fun to me, that I was, like, this is great, so... I, I don't know. I think people inherently like to do that. I mean, sure, you're going to have racist a-holes everywhere, but right. <laughs> but I find that, honestly, most of the problems are like, if the fans were like, hey, here's a black
3: Batman, most people would probably be like, all right,
0: let's go. Let's just yeah. see. Let's go it. If it's and then great, the, I don't studios
3: care. studios are like, no, no, we can't do that. I mean, I would love to see Idris Elba tackle the James Bond role that everyone's yeah. talking about. like let's just make or it happen. create his own character. Or create his own That's character. Which is just, just as true. badass, you know? Because I thought Undercover Brother was
0: funnier than... Uh, Austin Powers after oh, a while, okay. you know what I mean? If you're competing with like the spy parody right. genre, I thought Undercover Brothers was fucking hilarious. Uh, and not that I don't like Austin Powers, I just, sure. think, you know, Undercover Brothers was just hilarious. Yeah. Um. So listen, this is what we're doing, all right? Yeah. We're gonna tackle this race thing. We're probably not gonna use my tactic. Mm. I'll try. i will I'll, we'll, I'll, we'll I'll be the test dummy. a little
1: more diplomatic. Than, I, that means I have to have sex with nobody, or let people have at.
0: sex with me. That's basically yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah, they Just fuck you. Sex. You don't oh. fuck every, you can't have sex Okay, with white so we can yeah. Yeah. we can all yeah.
2: benefit. Yeah. Everyone yes. gets fucked. Everybody, okay. everybody. Yeah, that's it. All sorts of babies. that's it. Yeah, that's it.
0: So that's that's the initiative we're starting here. That's the platform I'm running on.
2: Okay. Uh,
3: listen. Uh, you can find Edward at the thenerdsofcolor.org or Twitter handle at Cinnabumonster. And Instagram handle also at Monster. monster.
0: We're easy. We're Geekscape. We're at Geekscape.net. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. All those little nooks and crannies that we crawled into as the cockroaches of the internet over the last nine years of existence. This is Will Sterling. That's Kenny Craig. This whole thing is T-Radio V. I'm Jonathan Lennon. We'll see you next week right here on Geekscape. Much love. Much love. Peace. Thanks for having me. (laughs)